raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. So funky. <laughs> it is time for another episode. Nice. Thank you. Yeah. Of small doses. This week, all about platonic friendships. Not your fuck buddy. Okay? Not the friend zone. Not the person that you like, like, but you're just holding out until they let you smash. Real platonic friendships. Definitive platonic friendships. And that voice that you hear is my definitive platonic friend, Brandon Victor Dixon. Decisions were made, accords were signed, and draws have remained on for many, many years. The treaties has been held too. Indeed. Yes. Brandon, you have seen on Power. You have seen him recently in Jesus Christ Superstar. You have also seen him various times in my Instagram at the age of 18 and other ages. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like to chronicle our friendship. From pencil-thin mustache to legitimate mustache. Yeah, I hate this mustache, by the way. But it's legitimate. It is legitimate. That is a fact. That's our friendship is subjective legitimate. Subjective feeling. It's and legitimate. <laughs> yeah, right. The the opinion is neither here nor there. The fact that it is there and subjective, oh, I yeah. mean, there and illegitimate is not subjective. There we go. So Brandon is, is with us. And of course, that means that he will be here for people I like. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and gals, and everybody who does not apply to those labels. Um, However you feel today. <laughs> We have one of my favorite human beings on the planet Earth and the universe. I'm gonna give it like the whole universe. Yes, yes, yeah. just, just take it, <laughs> take the space. We'll deal with the details later. <laughs> the one and only on people I like, we taking it to people I love. Brandon Victor Dixon. <laughs> I got three names. You don't want none. Three names. He's very important. <laughs> Now, anyone who has been um, a part of the Amanda Seals regime for, you know, a time. And you're also hearing Lando, who is, by the way, making his presence very felt by meowing. Being emotional (laughs) and dramatic. Right on time, Lando. I'm here. Let's bond. Right on time. Now, Brandon has, you were on The Spark when I had my show on AOL. Yeah. (laughs) Spark, yeah. That was a good show. No doubt. I used to have a show on AOL Black Voices called The Spark, and it was basically I would have two guests, and we would talk about, you know. Me and Mark Lamont Hill. Whatever yeah. happened to that guy? <laughs> My mom just heard that and is somewhere rolling. What up, Mark? Yeah, that's a conversation we'll have off the air. Oh, but, damn, okay. um,. But he does have a coffee shop in Philadelphia that seems to be doing very well, especially in the wake of this whole Starbucks fuckery. No doubt. That's good. Yeah. That's it. You know, this whole Starbucks Starbucks fuckery. fuckery. And, you know, I wasn't on the whole Starbucks Starbucks fuckery fuckery. phrasing until I think it was actually something you said. And I was like, you know, all right, I'm with it. I can (laughs) I can come for the entire franchise. (laughs) I I guess. What I wish I knew what (laughs) what did I say that tapped the tip the scale. Well, because initially I was like, I mean, look, you know, these 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 were this was I can't know if we can put it on the franchise. Like the franchises are owned by different people across the country. It's like right. you got to put it on the employees. But then I was like, no, you know, they, they it's a national brand, and they have they they 
you know, the brand represents everybody. So as a national brand, they themselves have a national interest to step forward and make an expression. So I was like, no, nah, you're right. You're right. And they really didn't like their they, they their expression was more so like this isn't the style of our venue, not like we don't stand for racism. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then people are like, well, they're doing what we should want them to do. You know, they're closing 8,000 stores. And I'm like, it's so funny how people don't finish sentences. Like, no, they're closing 8,000 stores for an afternoon of diversity training that is not mandatory. Yeah, that was the thing. <laughs> you broke down the details of that. But also, I, I, I tend to side-eye any Plans corporate like that. yeah of like, course we're gonna shut it down for all right what you what kind of grandiose ass plan is that it's like when you gonna fix racism in a in day, a day? Uh, this is okay get out of here <laughs> you know stuff like that to me is always like it's like when dudes try to save you from the dragon that they created like no you fucking we took a, we took a turn Wait. well no but i'm <laughs> just saying it's like people create a fucking mayhem situation and then they think that just like by showing up like it's gonna that quickly be like ta-da and it's like no this is long-standing and you're policy should have already been reflective of these things yeah i mean but again so when then when you get to that then i'm like well this this person who weren't there acted out like so it's like so so now that you because i because then you know what happened at the the sports place in la and i'm like yeah like this is this is this is a american racial conversational yeah. responsibility you know truth and reconciliation you know they'd honesty. only been there for two minutes right yeah, that, that that story was so crazy to me because for me, what stuck out was the the lack of personal awareness that those workers must have had to not see the the rabbit hole they were digging themselves. I was like, "This is a trap." <laughs> Everybody here is trying to tell you this is a trap, and you okay? They right, were those the brothers. Police. Those brothers were at Starbucks for two minutes, two, and you said we got to call the police. Come on. And they're not even like look at them like they didn't even look like they came in. Was that was that her 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 mug shot or is that how she looks in real life? The person who worked there. I haven't even seen her. Oh, okay, somebody posted what I, what looked like a mug shot. They couldn't have been. <laughs> I couldn't have been real life. I refuse to accept that that was real. Life. Why would she have a mug shot? Because she's the kind of person that would immediately call the police on two negroes and start mugs. That means she her, she doesn't have her, well, her stuff together. Well, apparently they got like. A t- they took one dollar each as a settlement and, and got they started a program for some some kids which is good yeah i don't know i'm such I'm a cynic it. at this point that i'm like i don't know what that really means and also the other thing is that my concern is always like i don't know if like they're in charge of the program you know or if it's like a city program in yeah, which case i'm like oh is that really gonna happen how does that come to fruition who's but, who's handling this budget how are they staffing but how deeply are we gonna delve into the details of the starbucks pop-up entrepreneurship <laughs> global african support program it, it's important i hate you for all of that <laughs> i think it's important to delve just because what happens is this type of stuff happens and then so quickly it's just like ta-da look solution moving on right i mean sure certainly delve if you're gonna celebrate we're gonna big these people you know but it's like i'm like no doubt great all right I, like, i'm I, just I curious moved, to know I've if it's forward. i know that you've moved that's forward. all i just <laughs> i just feel like in this day and age where i see like fucking 45 like thanking kanye for you know bigging for apparently improving his ratings amongst the black black I people just, which is not true but the real thing i really didn't understand because i watched the fuller 
TMZ, TMZ thing. thing. And so I was like, you know, Shout that, to Van. that gave me <laughs> the 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 Kanye that I do believe I know and understand, which is all of that. Right. All of that that striving and confusion and wrongness. <laughs> um but no, it's this what it is. Like it's like I get, I get what you're fighting to master wrongness. within yourself and around you and express, but you it's you're really bad at all you're of it. So bad. You need a beat. You need a beat. <laughs> you, my man get is a this beat. man an NPC. Um, but you know the so I was I was glad to to see that, but the I just feel like the Kardashians are like the Puff Daddy of families, like. <laughs> Because like anyone who would like rock with Puff like would end up like going left. Like Loon went to, you know, um, Loon was like I'm going to the mosque. Shine was like I'm going to temple. Uh, Biggie was like change. I'm going to heaven. People you know change. what I'm saying? I'm like, out. Everyone goes to God essentially. And then like with the Kardashians, it's like these brothers. I'm I'm worried for Travis Scott. Ooh, no. Like in a real way. Like what what's gonna happen? But this has nothing to do with how much I love you. Which brings us back to one. <laughs> and we'll start so back at one. <laughs> I attempted a harmony, but then he tried to run with it, and I, I, I lost. I, I was lost. Because Brian always keeps going. He does. Let's never forget that Brian yeah. McKnight also did a song called um, I'm Going to Show You How to Squirt. Oh, yeah. Prompts for, for my man making the, the comedy stride. The comedy stride and the instructional video. Because it was, I mean, the, the core progressions were together. It was a quality, <laughs> it was a quality 90s R&B jam. It Do was. you know how your pussy works? I'm going to show you yeah. how to squirt. For, for the record, Let he didn't... Let me show you how your pussy works. <laughs> I didn't thought... Yeah, that was a jam. It was good, yeah. Squirt. There's a lot of things to show you. If you willing to learn. <laughs> <laughs> For the uh, record, he didn't really give much instruction. Uh, as no, he was asking for permission. He was just asking for permission to, to do show, it. Okay, That's what right, it was right, about. Right, like, yeah, okay. Let me let me jostle the insides. He and... just teased you with things like <laughs> secrets that I can unlock. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. This is one of those times where I do wish that this podcast was video. <laughs> I wish y'all saw the face and the hand that went with that. Like, ta da! Yeah. Look, look what I done showed you, girl. Exactly. Splash waterfalls. So, Brandon Victor Dixon is a world renowned performer uh we've done an episode on multi-hyphenates and you exemplify that you know Boom. you are not only a triple threat in the performative space but you also are a businessman and word producer dash, word dash. and me and brandon have known each other since 1999 when we met during the national foundation for the advancement of the arts um arts week now it's called young arts by the way mm. and we were we found ourselves in miami for a week uh, being performers and actors, and yes. I was immediately taken. He and uh, he was like probably one of only two straight guys in the group, <laughs> and me, Patty, two straight black guys in the Rodney. group. I think you may have been the only straight black. No, no, no it was you and Rodney, you and Rodney, <clears throat> yeah. And Rodney wasn't gonna happen. So it was. <laughs> uh, so I immediately had a crush on Brandon because that's what you do. You find your crush, and you're gonna be there for a whole week. So. You stick with that. And then um and then and then we ended up together again 
Donna Reed. In Iowa. Denison, Iowa. For a week. In Denison, Iowa for a, co- a scholarship, an acting college scholarship situation. And my friend Makia, who you've heard me talk about, she also was... The newly married. I was there. Yeah. I DJed. I hosted. It's the government. It's officials. They got the government involved. They, <laughs> they got the government. <laughs> All right. you M-M-E-N-T. They got the government involved. The, the eternal threesome. The et- <laughs> right. So me, Brandon Makia, and some other dope folks were all in Iowa. All of us were of color, too. Mm-hmm. And no one else was in Iowa. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sometimes you got to import. <laughs> America. <laughs> I distinctly remember our chaperone remember like telling us that many Mexicans had moved into the town. A rash of Mexicans. That's exactly it. That's how she put it. A rash of Mexicans had moved in and opened Chinese restaurants. <laughs> And I just because they can they can make some Chinese food. I mean, there's a connection. It, there is it's it's simply just about versatility. And if you know how to operate with spices, you can make anything come to fruition. Yeah, that's how I feel. You mm-hmm. know, so Stutter that's bricks. how long I have known Brandon. And for the duration of our knowing each other, we have never slept together. And we will get to this in that one time because we know today's theme is about platonic friendships and we are a true platonic friendship. But we are going to delve into that even deeper because Brandon claims that there's conversations that we've had. Our lips have made contact. One time. We've never Twice. even, our tongues have not made contact. We have never French kissed. I'm, I'm, I can only remember kissing you one time and that was outside of a car after a show and it was simply because your face had lined up with mine and I meant to kiss you on the side of your no, mouth. There was also in the apartment um, up on Lennox Terrace. Um, it was still no tongues and that was during I the really era of like, college. I really feel like I would have gotten my, my tools involved. but You didn't get your tools involved. We have never made out. We've never made out. No, no. You've we've never, never touched that. a tape. We've never done that. No, no. I never, I didn't. I you've didn't never warm, even touched my booty. No, I didn't warm up the body. No, you've never done body warmth. No, I've, I've made no physical progress. None. We are a platonic <laughs> friendship. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not contesting that. Okay. <clears throat> we'll get back to that. We're certainly within the parameters. <laughs> okay. So we get her a napkin. <laughs> so I want to let y'all know though, that part of the reasons why, because this is what happens on people I like. I get to talk about like why I like these people. Mm. One of the reasons that I love Brandon is because Brandon is the realest motherfucker out here. Like we are real to the T. And I know sometimes when you find out about folks that you didn't know about, you're like, damn, can I really fuck with them hardcore? Because there's been a lot of like finding out that the folks you fucking with are trash these days. You know, like, <laughs> oh, Kanye, oh, Nas was beating the shit out of Khalees. Like, oh, Fabulous is over here threatening to kill people's fathers. Like, it's just crazy. But Brandon, I think, came to a lot of people's consciousness, one, on power. That's right. Deleterious silver. Yes. I love deleterious. <laughs> and also on um, Jesus Christ Superstar, which just happened, and people were like, who the fuck is that? And I was like, <laughs> I didn't know who that was. Yes, y'all gonna get in tune. She literally was like that all over her Instagram. <laughs> that, was a, that was a reenactment. <laughs> I was so excited. <laughs> and you'd be singing notes. <laughs> like we, the tenor we be in the sky sometimes you be in the sky there's yes. a ribbon and Brandon's vocal sometimes <laughs> in the sky <laughs> and I also just shout out that my roommate from college Maite Natalio was also an assistant choreographer on Jesus Christ Superstar Maite <laughs> secretly that's my heart like I love Maite 
You should pronounce her name correctly. I know. She gets mad. I do it on purpose. That's right. You hear me. You have an inside I'm over here on the West Coast talking about you how I feel like it, girl. (laughs) What up, Tay? What up, Tay? And then Mike was also one of the dancers. And Mike is Makia, who just got married. That's one of her good friends because he is married to her other best friend from college. So you see the circle. The circle. The moral of that story is don't be a dick because you're going to end up running to people. Be kind. (laughs) Be kind. You will end up running into people. And, of course, you were with John Legend, who is also a friend of mine and has always been a big supporter and who was also on The Spark. Yeah. Oh, day. really? J- yeah. Jay was on the spark? John actually hit me and was like, yo, when can I come and do the spark? There's yeah. a picture of me, John, and Kanye right there. I believe you, but you're. I don't believe that he was as excited as you reenacted him making the request to be, because I've never seen John be that excited about anything. I mean, it was a text, so I put my own, <laughs> <laughs> I put my own tone on it. But He's the most chill cat I've ever yeah, met in my life. Yeah, he's super chill. He really is he a dope, really, and dope he's dude. He's a great dude that yeah. you can, and he's another one that's a real one. And like, Brandon, you don't make me work for this, John, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, um, when Mike Pence showed up to Hamilton and you know thought he was going to leave without being addressed, Brandon is the individual who stepped to the front of the stage and was like, "You thought you was just going to get rapped to, son? You thought you was just going to get sung to with high collars wrapped around our necks, kid? Nah, <laughs> we gonna speak without music in the background." <laughs> And I remember talking to you the next day and I was like, you think the feds are tapping our phone? And you're like, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but I think that it's very important to note that your willingness to, to to step out in front and say that and the work that you do behind the scenes, et cetera, because I feel like, you know, I, you and I both know there's a lot of folks who really don't be doing shit <laughs> yeah. and who don't feel like and, and who don't feel like advancement um, procures any sense of responsibility in a bigger space. Yeah, absolutely. And I also think it's just, I mean, you know, you, you people get into the mindset of, well, what will this cost me? And yes. the second you do that, you, you you're selling pieces of yourself. And that right there to me is always like, they think that they're preserving. Right. And you're not. You're really just exchanging little pieces of your or big pieces of your integrity for silence. Absolutely. What is more important to you, your career or your dignity? And many people have been forced to answer that question in certain in some difficult circumstances sometimes. And you have to answer that question. And I'm not saying that every time is the right time. I always say, like, not every time is time for the revolution. Oh, no, absolutely. (laughs) Like choosing your battles is a real thing. Oh, yeah. But that's also part of the strategy. Of being a part of the bigger picture of movement and change, you know, Absolutely. and if you choose the wrong battle and, you know, it's not only, it's, I would say it's not only just choosing the right battle, but it's choosing the right weapon, you know, like mm-hmm. maybe, maybe this is the right battle, but you don't need to come in guns blazing. If I'm going to get my ass beat, let me get my ass beat in this city where there'll be cameras and then people can see my ass get beat. <laughs> so they could be upset about me getting my ass beat. There you go. They're not as upset when they just hear about it or they read about it, but they can watch it. I got it. I got, yeah, yeah. You and know. that's part of the, you know. Big up tomorrow to the king. If you could see what just took place, <laughs> the hand motion of the big up. Big up, yeah. Shout, Shout out, out to MLK. MLK. But uh, but that. People, and the network. Well, people <laughs> underestimate. Well, pe- I feel like people think that all of that was random. It's like none of that is random. Like, no. you know, like even with apartheid and the whole movement that went down in South Africa, like they were like, no, we have to get on a global scale like people have to be able to see this nobody like even if i don't care how shitty you are once also, you see people being beat you're like 
that's a little like, unnecessary. I don't, I don't want that to <laughs> Like We don't like that. I play basketball with Tyrone. No. <laughs> exactly. He's, that's, that's what yeah. it is. He's, you know, all of a sudden it's like, well, he delivers my mail. <laughs> and then it's like, you can't beat him up. How yeah, am I going to get my mail? Some of those are so, I mean, you, these, there are these specials that go on now where you interview people in towns and they're like these like, I, I want to say like Northeastern towns, Rust Belt towns, and then like, I mean, yeah, I, I, I know what he said, and I, I voted for him, but I, but Miguel's a good guy. I had no idea they were, that's not right. You can't come take Miguel and his family. And I was like, yo, what are Did you, you think that wasn't going to happen? Like, it was, it's he not a video you game. You take Miguel. <laughs> it's not a video game. It, that's a real th- sentiment. It's that not is, a video game. You know what? Because the reality is, is that the, the mind fuck that I think is really happening for people is that because Donald Trump for so long was a reality star, that they still you're still like mind fucked into thinking when you see this man on a, on a you know global stage as a president talking, you're still like, is this real? Mm-hmm. And then it's it like numbs you and it like it lulls you and it uh, oh, yeah. zombie zombies you into like being desensitized and not realizing like yes this is real Kim Jong Un is real yes. and like his nuclear shit probably is real too right this is not a video game they're not just coming for the the Mexicans in your brain you think are bad they're coming for all of them everybody they're everybody. not just coming for they're just coming for and Mexicans and now they're coming for Haitians <laughs> your, chi- your Chinese food is gone your, everything <laughs> everything is gone you in didn't the, make any of that we call you didn't make any back. of that yourself <laughs> that's what I mean if you watch The Handmaid's Tale it's like is this what you want you want nope. muted colors and saltless food nope. is that what America is going to be and that's just the top line that's yeah. not including the whole hanging women and making them be forced to have other people's babies. No. Do you watch The Handmaid's Tale? I do not. Okay. Well, don't. I get it. I think I understand. It's a lot. It ruins my life every week. Okay. But I also love you because you are a cons- like you are so dedicated to the craft. And I feel like, you know, there's a lot of folks, especially this day and age, that think that you just show up and like, I can sing, you know, and I can dance or whatever. And Oof. And it's just not that way. And like people like Brandon and I, we are trained performers. Like people will be like, Amanda, I can't believe you could just do that. And I'm like, it's not that I could just do that. I've dedicated my whole life. The miles that have been run. <laughs> the literal miles. Literal. I've run thousands of miles to sing like this. Yes. <laughs> I know. I was on the phone. Jesus. <laughs> you have gone all over, up and down. Brandon has been in, I've seen every Broadway musical that you've been in. I've really seen all of them. You made it to rent? Yeah, 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 yes, I made it to rent. Yeah, made rent. I got in trouble at rent because I sang, I was singing all the words, and the women behind me were like, "Shh!" And I was like, "It has been, been out for ten years. years. It's, it's a sing along now." And you felt justified in 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 yelling that at this person. Absolutely. <laughs> you gonna tell me to not sing five hundred twenty-five thousand six hundred minutes? Get out of here. <laughs> And then, of course, everyone knows who loves Rent that that's the point at the end of that song when Brandon, who is playing Collins, hits you with. Not not that song. Live in my house. Oh, but you said at the end of that song. At the end of that song. Oh, no, it's not the end of that song. My bad. It's at the end of. Okay. Was she mad because you were singing the lyrics or because you were singing the wrong lyrics? I was singing the the absolute correct lyrics. I forgot (laughs) in this moment that the fact that that actually happens at the end of Angel's Passing. Yes, to quote a very prominent creator of the show. He's like, can you just sing the shit out of the reprise? Because nothing else happens in the second act. Touche. Yeah, and so this is what happened. <laughs> At the end of that song, this is what happens. It's like all like ooh ooh, boom, 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 boom,
and that's like it's like this crazy situation. Oh, that, that, yeah, that yeah, garbage track. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's how that's how <sighs> Angel's whole passing happens. Six. Yes, and what? it's like ooh what? wow, ooh, it's <sighs> like that song on Late Registration that that Kanye did with um with Most Def, crazy crazy hot drunk girls. It's the worst song ever, oh, and you're no, just no, like, no. can this be done? Um, and then gospel chords. Boom. Live in my house. <laughs> bum, bum. I'll be your shelter. Bum, bum. <laughs> Just pay me back with a one thousand kisses. Bum, bum. Be my lover. Bum. And I'll cover you. We can do this all day. We can do this all day. <laughs> I'm crying. Um, but yes, the dedication to your craft has always been like incredibly inspiring. And, you know, uh, and for me, it's like, it's like it's dope to have someone just say it's in the same headspace, you know, because I'm the same way. Like we're just we don't play with our shit. We've always been very dedicated to being like at the highest level of excellence and quality in everything we do. Mm -hmm. And it's always great to have a friend who encourages that from you and is able to pull it out of you in like you are able to do it in like one sentence. <laughs> I, 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 it's incredible. Like I remember sending you. I remember like when I was doing my show Mo Better Woo, which is a, a musical that I wrote where that I wrote with Chris Bowers, shout out to Chris Bowers, where I took Wu Tang records and I translated them into jazz records. And I remember the night before the show hitting Brandon and being like, you know, I just feel like I'm over singing. And you were just like, dulcet tones. <laughs> dulcet tones. And I was like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dulcet tones. That's what I gotta do. That's that's what I gotta do. And next thing I knew, I went and I murdered that shit. Murderation. Simply because you were able to get me out of my head of thinking I have to be like singing, and it's like mm. that's not even your tone, Amanda. I'm singing. I'm singing. Yeah, singing. I'm lying down. That's why it sounds like that. So, hitting him with that Marvin Gaye. She in a tracksuit too, y'all. <laughs> Don't let it happen. Ooh, wee. <laughs> yeah. That shit. Okay, so this will end up being a three-hour episode if we let it. So we're going to go into the next segment. But I just want you to know I love you. I love you, Ben. Very much. And you're the shit. And I'm so happy that the world is getting to know your your talent. And soon they will get to know like your character. What up, world? <laughs> the face. <laughs> the face is what took me out. Hi, guys. <laughs> And let me just also say one of the greatest joys of my life is being able to grow up and see my peers ride with me. Like, yeah, I was you, just talking about that. Isn't that some next shit? As I pitched you for something. You a lie. Well, they were looking for somebody. I was like, you should call Amanda. <laughs> she live here. You should call her. And they were like, you know what? That's a great idea. Let me write it. Write it all. Okay. <laughs> all right. Did you really? Yeah, no, they got it. Oh. Be quick. You'd be good for it. You know what's crazy? I was on a meeting and they were talking about JCC. I mean, Jesus Christ Superstar, whatever, mm -hmm. not the Jewish Community Center. Jesus Christ Superstar. Oh. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, we, we, you know, we're looking for a Judas. And I was like, have you considered Brandon Victor Dixon? 
You were and, in a meeting and they were talking about a stage production of Jesus Christ. I was in a meeting at NBC and they <laughs> okay. were talking about it. And I don't know if they had already. Oh, you mean from before? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, from you? before. And what, I don't know. What was I, this? Mm-hmm. What was this? This was, it was before. Uh, yes. But I can't remember. I mean, it was like two months ago, maybe. But I absolutely was like, you should talk to Brandon Victor Dixon. He has played, uh, what am I thinking of? He well, there's Motown. He was in Shuffle Along. He's mm-hmm. also on Power, so he can act. And um, you know, he's a Broadway legend. I mean, he originated the role of Harpo in The Color Purple. I did. I was at a meeting the other day, and these people were going so hard about how they loved the new Color Purple they saw, and how they was just, it was so different from the original. It was just so, and I was like. Yeah, it's good. However, <laughs> I, was, I, was I was like, in that one. But no doubt. I mean, I got checks from that one. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I was like, they didn't quite get that I was not in that. But I, that I was in the one that they were disparaging. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I'm, I was in that one. I was in that one. Are you sure it was the same material? <laughs> the same songs. Yeah, yeah no, it's all yep, the same songs. Yep. Mm-hmm. It was just so. Well, Cynthia Revo is a beast. Yes, she was great. She's lovely. She's amazing. Yeah. But you weren't in that one. I just yeah, I was like, no, yeah, great, it's dope. <laughs> and you can talk about it without talking about the original, if you must. Because <laughs> I was in right the original, and everything you think it says tight about this one was created but in yes. the original. It's the same stuff. It's the same. I was like yeah, it's the same. <laughs> oh, well, but okay. But it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. So we are going to get into this next segment, That One Time. That That One one Time. (laughs) So that one time, you know what? This is the the most official time that using the phrase that one time has existed because you claim that that one time we had kissed and I don't remember. Yeah, we did. It was, I remember, I remember the color of the carpet. It was burgundy carpet. We were in um, Lennox Terrace. I don't know whose apartment it was, but I visited you. We were up in Harlem. I went from Columbia. I have a picture from that day. All right. Well, yeah, it happened. That was one. Um, but that was 2001. Yeah, that was a long time ago. It was a real long time ago. So I was still in like crush mode, I think. I think you were like, yeah, you were just like, let's just, let's just try it. And then what happened? We tried it and it was trash? No, it was good. Well, but then you were Brandon. Yeah, and then I got in the cab, and uh, and then you bounced. Yeah, and that was that. Yeah, but we always stayed friends. Oh yeah. But why didn't we ever go further? Is it because we really are better as a platonic friendship? Yeah, it just yeah, it was just this was always this was the move. This was the move. This was the move, and there you know obviously even in this in this this chosen platonic move, there have been times when I'm like, because I'm me, I'm like, I don't know, maybe. Maybe it's Amanda. Let me think about that. Well, well I've done so that too. Like, but we all, yeah. But then I'm always like, yeah. Then when mm, like when I'm faced with reality, I was like, nah, nah, that ain't it. Yeah, I mean neither. That's like yeah. Remember when you <laughs> like when you you? It's a couple years ago. You were like, you know, I'm going to Grenada. So and so, if you want to come through, you're like, we don't have the mob. Just so you know, like. Because it's always important to make that clear. I was like, why would we have to mom? Because I, because speaking. Slash, why would you say that to me? It, you know why? <laughs> you know why I had to say that? Because somebody whose name was actually mentioned on this podcast earlier said that they didn't understand like why people go on vacations with people and don't mob. And I was like, well, I have friends. 
you know, we don't have to go. Oh, oh mob is, by, by the way, Brandon's, Brandon's own, own term for sex. sex. And I was like, I have, I have friends. Like, I don't have to go. Like, I don't, why do we have to do that? And they were just yeah. like, I wouldn't go on a tropical vacation with somebody and not mob. And it's important. Some people, yeah, that's cool. If you know your, know your situation. Some people are like, yeah, yeah, I don't just be going on vacation with guys like that. I've heard that's a quote. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I'm with that. I don't do that if I'm with a man, but if I'm not, if I'm solo, if I'm single. I'm with it. I've done it before. I'm, I'm sure I'll do it again. We're absolutely going to do it. This is, yeah, I'm definitively doing it again. Yeah. So yeah, so no, I think yeah, you can you can be walk on sand with a person like <laughs> no because that's the only difference here. We walk on asphalt. It's like you like, can't walk on sand with your friend. I mean, I guess like they're like, well, do we share a room? Do we not share a room? Like, do we share a bed? Do the you, closer do we not? I am to the equator with a friend, the more I feel the need to have inter- intercourse. Is that's it's just like the warmer it is. Is that how you feel, or is that I how the person feels? No, that's what I'm saying. I don't understand. That, that. I don't just, understand that concept. I can go either. on vacation with a friend. We have slept in the same bed for years yeah. and done nothing. Yeah. So I don't understand people's. It's easy. Maybe we're just X Men. And we're just have like some special ability to not be attracted to each other. And that's what allows us to have a platonic friendship. I, I don't I, I think I'm I, I've got that ability. Like I have platonic friendships. This is probably the most stable platonic friendship I have, though. Well, that's because I'm a stable bitch. Is that how you describe yourself? <laughs> <laughs> it's just a question. <laughs> It's one of my many descriptions, along with being brutally soft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. You. Yeah. I'm. Su- I'm not stable. I'm super stable. I've been the same joint since you met me in Yeah, that's consistency. That's not stability. You could be consistently unstable. Like that's you know. There's a yeah, difference. but I'm consistently stable. I think we have to define stability. Let's define stability. stability. Because you, because that's the other thing. Like you are, like you, you are a very freely expressive person. You know, like so, like, and there's a, there's a volatility to to freedom. You know, I think there's a. So I mean, I don't. I'm not all over the place. No, that's but I don't. I, I'm not. Isn't that what stable is? No, I think I, I think of stable as being. Um, I guess no. It, it's not about being uh, all over I'm the place. Sturdy. You are absolutely sturdy. You are absolutely sturdy. You are absolutely sturdy. Have I ever wavered for you? No, no, no. Because no, no, no. I'm stable. Wow. Okay. This I'm is, a rock for you. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, but you've been my rock too. You've always been there. You were there for me to love and care for me. Those guys were great. <laughs> No, yeah, but I think that's part of what a platonic. We in different keys now. No, I was harmonizing with you. All right, let's, let's <laughs> I was trying to. <laughs> um, no, I think that. No, do it again. <laughs> Count on me through thick and thin A friendship that will never end When you are weak, I will be strong Helping you to carry on Count on me, I will be there Don't be afraid Do you believe me when I say Count I was doing it! I had it! 
had it, y'all. Count on me. Oh, yes, you can. <laughs> our engineer and our producer are witnessing like so much love right now because they fucking love Brandon so much. <laughs> and I love this outfit. You're very LA today. You're very metrosexual today. Yeah, no, I mean, the, the clothes are fitted today. Very fitted. They're fitted. Very fitted. And I've also you seen see your style body. of evolution. And, you know, I'm happy to see that we've arrived here because it oh. was a struggle for some time. Well, I have a, I have a support. I have I've hired somebody. Uh, and you know what? And that's important. You got to know your strengths. And in a platonic friendship, you also can get, you know, that's something that you can get from other people. I think like it's important for men to have platonic relationships with women, I think, also just because like there's things you get from women in your life that you don't get from male friends. Absolutely. I know that... Like, I know dudes who just don't have anyone to talk to. Like, they don't have dudes to talk to, but they're more willing to talk to women. Um, and I think that's an interesting thing in terms of emotional growth. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, most of my best friends throughout my life have been women. Um, like, that's very much been the case. Now, you mentioned that there was someone who had, who had offered you emotional support by way of their vagina. Can you tell us more about that? Because I feel like that is what makes it go from platonic to... Mm, and then I wonder, like, well, no, can you just have a fuck buddy relationship? And is that just a type of platonic relationship? I think that's a type of platonic relationship. But I, look, I, w- I will say to, to elaborate on what I said. Yes, this is a person I've been friends with for years. So we had been okay. friends. You know, they were married and, you know, I was seeing somebody. So we were just always been friends. Um, but this is years later, you know, relationships had changed. Um, and I was going through a breakup slash existential you know, You've I was been going trying to figure out. For yes, yes, years. we are all. Yes, we. All everybody's aware. Even yeah. all of you who are listening for the first time, you can tell that it's just <laughs> it's a, it's a thing. Um, and, and so, I think, side note, just to put a pin in that, that is also why we have looked at each other and been like, maybe, and I've been like, nah, because nah. I don't want to deal with that. Yeah, and that would have no, no, you don't want to deal with that. I know. No one's ready to deal with you. Um. So I, you know, and I was just going through a thing and I was trying to figure some things out. And this person was like, you know what? Like, I'm going to come over and I'm going to, I'm going to make love to you tonight. I want to give you that gift. And I was like, I was like, um. I love that she framed uh, it as a gift. I really appreciate that she was like, I'm about to bring this box for you to unwrap. I'm going to share this with you. I just feel like, (laughs) and I was like, you know, I don't, I don't, and I was like, I mean, you can come through like we'll see and oh then, you didn't commit to it you're like, nah, I, was like I just you know, and i'm in my head i'm dealing with a thing emotionally and this is my friend and so but she came over and like it was it was an interesting thing even upon reflection because like and it did happen we did we did share um <laughs> and i never heard sex referred to as, really? as benevolence oh, but no, it we was a gift sh- no share. it was a gift she came to gift no me. you share your popcorn you don't share your <laughs> pussy well i mean maybe you should consider sharing <laughs> maybe that's the philosophy you should abide by but my astrologist know, did say i need to change my belief systems but it was very like it was it was a supportive thing it felt it was comforting did it, help you? it did it did like i did feel mm. and so but, it's, it's not therapy it's pussy pee yes pussy pee but to, but but I will say to expand, you know, then like two years later, right, uh-huh. in New York, uh, she came to visit, and she'd been going through some stuff, and I was like, you know, just Did come to New York. Did you give her the gift of penis? I was like, come to New York, hang, I just know you need a comfortable place to chill. And I was busy doing a bunch of things, but yes. You found time to give point, her the gift. Did. And, you know, later on, a couple of days later, she was like, what was that? 
and she's like, you know, I just, I'm, I'm, tr- you know, what, what was that? And I was like, that was me giving you the gift uh, back, right? And I, and I, and I did have to say because she was like, you know, I just, I, we didn't really talk much about it afterwards, and I wanted, and I was like, well, I mean, like, I've never thought of us in anything see, other than friendship, see, right? Right, and I, and right, this is what I'm saying. We had to have, and I said, but you know, I remember a time when I was going through a thing, and you help you came to be with me and to comfort me and i was trying to just i wanted you to have a safe space a comfortable space and i just wanted to but you know what and she was like you know and the next day she was like you know what i really appreciate that like i thank you for like i thank you for that because i do and so she was fine yeah she was okay because when the dick touched the whore it's hard to come back but no and i and i think there was a thing for she was like wait (laughs) is there a because we are close we are we are you know we've been friends but you and are there's on- an intimacy that's there for it so then you, you open yeah. it you, you begin to think well is the you know particularly if you're because a you're also not an asshole with, so i think that's the other thing too i would we've be a much much better person if i were an asshole i would i wish i wish i were actually but i'm not that's you're, a whole other episode i know because i think that a lot of women like maybe in there think like you'll be platonic and be cool and they'll think that that means that you like them because you're just like a good dude and you'll look out or you listen if i if you listen to them yeah then, then there's a feeling of oh he's interested or he has deeper feelings or that he will be able to listen forever all the time <clears throat> yeah and you're like no i got it this evening and i've learned that i'm that means i just can't listen so <gasps> don't listen you be listening to me we are friends. Right, 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 right. But in the be- but for those I don't folks- listen to new people anymore. New people I no, connect new with friends. I don't listen. No. <laughs> No, nah, because I, I know what happens. I know what comes with listening. And unless I'm prepared to continue to listen, mm-hmm. I decide I'm not going to do that. I wonder what the reverse of that for women is, because I feel like there's dudes where it's like, if you simply, it's actually more physical. Like I've I've had dudes where it's like, if I simply just, no, it's the same. I've had dudes where like, by simply just like being present for them, they think that like I'm having like feelings for them or I have, I'm giving them rhythm. And it's like, it nah, depends. like you're just cool. I feel like with a woman, you've got to be really like I'm. I'm. I'm always, but, but y'all can be real shifty sometimes. It's like everyone but, can be shifty. You're right. Yeah, you're right. And these days, like with the way that gender roles are changing, and with the way that like you know our society is just changing, I think there's just a lot of shifting that makes it really kind of confusing for a lot of people in terms of like how to interact, what's right, what's wrong, etc. And we have to be more consciously individual about it. Yeah. You know, because for a long time, I feel like we do classify it like, well, dudes do this and women do that. And we need to, like, handle this this way. And I definitely know dudes who are like, nah, all dudes can't be friends with women. And I'm like, I don't know. I've had homeboys who I've never had any like me. and You may have kissed twice. I have homeboys that I've never kissed at all. We mm-hmm. had Jeremy Wines on here. That is my actual homeboy like there has never been any even inkling whatsoever of attraction yeah that that i've ever expressed or that he's ever expressed it's just my boy i mean and i refer to you as my brother apparently we are targaryen because we've kissed um i refuse to acknowledge us as lannisters because i don't i won't sign up for that but yeah i mean they always pay their debts but i know i just feel like what we do have and i think this is where people get tripped up when platonic relationships kind of get in the in the rye is because you do end up having like an actual true soul exchange yeah and sometimes it people think that it's romance yeah no absolutely i mean but look i think connection is intoxicating right and connection makes you think well what intoxicating. what 
how, how far does this connection go? What more can this connection satisfy? You know, I, yeah. I think that's where you begin because you don't always connect with everybody. And no. so, you know, and when you connect with a part of somebody, then you'd be like, well, why can't you connect with this other part of them? Or maybe yeah. you should connect. You know, you be asked these questions. How, is that what we've asked ourselves when we've asked? Is that what we were asking ourselves? Yeah, no, you'd be like, like, is there another or can I? Or, or it's like there is you like, OK, well, this makes sense and this works. But you're like, but wait. Part of the reason this works sense is because you know I think of this person in this me way. Me and Q-Tip had that conversation one time. And like people would love to say like, oh, you guys must have slept with each other. Never. Nothing ever. But we have had a conversation of like, well, we're good friends. Do we want to try to go further? And then we literally slept on it for two days and came back to the table and we were like, uh, all those who ever say nay? Nay. The nays haven't. And we just struck it from the table and kept moving forward as friends, which I think is also just maturity. Yeah. Maturity. Pers- personal maturity. That's like awareness. It's like, okay. I'm good with and you do have to be okay with that I've actually been on the other side of that where like I was like a friend of mine I was like I'm in love with you like I've legit fallen in love with you and um, you should see Rebecca's eyes right now because she's like oh shit because I live in a rom-com so this is another just a volume and I was like I'm in love with you and he was like I'm in love with you too he was like, um, but then he was like, but I feel like anytime I get into this space with friends, I ruin it. You're thinking back because I've told you this story. Um, I ruin it. And they. No, I thought you were quoting me. Like, I was ahead. not quoting you. <laughs> <laughs> because you absolutely <laughs> probably said this to somebody. And he was like, every time I get into, involved with friends, I ruin it. And it ends up going left. And I'm a damaged person. And I'm somebody who doesn't argue with people. When they tell you about themselves, believe them. You a damaged person? Great. This was a fantastic conversation. Let's continue being friends. But then he tried to kiss me. You don't me. got band-aids? Huh? You don't got band-aids? You don't heal? I'm not a damaged person. Okay. So it means you can't heal other other damaged people. No, I will always try to heal other damaged people, and that's not my fucking business. That's not my ministry. No, no doubt. I hear you. So it's like you have to stop. Like in doing this podcast, I think it gives me the opportunity to share my experiences in ways that inform other people and how they can heal themselves. Mm -hmm. But I think that a lot of times you end up in those situations trying to heal somebody, and like you're putting salve on someone who keeps wiping it off. Right. And it's a waste of time. So I listen. If you tell me you're a damaged person and this won't work, you know what? You know you. Better than I know you, so I'm gonna let that rock. But then he tried to kiss me, like in the same sentence. I was like, "Bruh, we can't, it can't, it can't do that." But then the doozy of it was that we had to get back to friendship, mm-hmm. and we were able to do that because he was just as committed to like we're gonna res- we're gonna save this friendship and not make it awkward right. as I was to not letting like my ego. Mm-hmm. of being rejected per se right. get in the way of like what we know already works right. and I think that's the other part of it it's abs- that's absolutely important but also like it's being it's being able to really follow through with that the behavior required mm-hmm. because you can say whatever you want to say but the second that you are acting differently then it's changed and so you have to really be able to commit to the behavior necessary for the refra- for the friendship to return or to grow and move forward. Which is important when you try and have a platonic relationship after you've had a romantic relationship. Yeah, yeah. Because that's the other part. People want to think like, oh, we can just be friends now because I'm not interested anymore. And it's like, first of all, there needs to be like a pause. And like, and I gotta like, get and your a, dick out of my period. system. And a buffer period. Yeah, you know, like, like, I you, gotta I get your dick out my system. You can't be taking talking to other dudes or girls around each other. You, it's like it has to be an ease, a respect, a care for the intimacy that you all share, a respect for that. Space. You made a world. Yeah, you made a world. 
And just because you decided to leave that world doesn't mean that world does not exist. I was going to let that breathe. But it doesn't mean that you can't redecorate. No, you can you can transform that world. Absolutely. Very necessary. And uh, we are recording this on May the 4th. So may the 4th be with you. <laughs> right. Very important. Right. And I think that we have a couple different worlds, me and you. We have like friend world, but then we have like professional space world, and then we have like past, like into adolescence world. For me, it's all the same world. It's just an expanding world. So it's basically just, it's like different, different uh, continents of that world. Yeah, sure. Yeah. It's like a role playing game where like we, we walk and now we've opened up, a, like the darkness is lifted. And so we know what this section of the world is. And now we can go. The darkness like, has yeah, lifted. We can get in, we, we build some orcs, build a ship, and then we can float to the other continent. Like we, yeah, we're in the same world though. So I think what we've really uncovered in this conversation is that the key to having like a successful platonic relationship is really just communication, and which kindness. I think is, and kind, God, and kind. You know, I have homeboys who have said that they have a difficulty dealing with platonic relationships with women because they communicate with their homeboys differently than they can communicate with women. And they feel like sometimes it's like, how do I not um, offend because there's a different like set of rules? And at first I was like, that's a bunch of bullshit. But like Lil Rel like, says that to me all the time. He's like, sometimes I, was, I say shit to you because I'm like, that's my nigga. But then it's like, but you, but you Amanda though, you're not a nigga, but you is a nigga, but you, but you a nigga with breasts. Like it's different. And I'm like, it, how's it different? I think it's just different in terms of our sensitivity levels and in terms of like the way that we, um, and even though I talked about individualism in the way that I, as a woman communicates mm-hmm. and is different than the way that him and his boys communicate. Right. But again, you know, you, oh, you communicate. Well, and I, and I probably, I probably take this for granted, but you communicate differently with different people in different yeah. circles. Like, you know, so, um, if you just adapting to the, I'm going to talk to you the way I would talk to you or the way I would talk to a woman I've never met or the way, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, I'm not just coming at you. Look, I talked to I talked to Jamal like this, so I'm talking to I talked to Christine the same way. I talk, no, that's Christine. I'm on the all Jamal. You're basis. in the office. Yes. Yeah, like, <laughs> well, I have like my friend Marvin is like Amanda. You are a highly detailed communicator, and I know that about you specifically. Like I have to talk to you, and I have to be on point, and I have to sit up straight, <laughs> and I know that I need to like be across the board. But I just say that because in platonic relationships, I do think that there's this thought process for a lot of guys that says like, oh, I can't be friends with women because dot 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 and it's really all just a bunch of bullshit outside of the simple fact that like you said they're individuals Mm -hmm. and like not everything works for everybody um and there are some women you can't be friends with because you want to fuck them or because x both yes it's like yeah he'd be like sometimes you're just like i can't be friends with this girl I just can't because you don't want to deal with what it's going to feel like every time you're forced to just be friends with this person. And so it feels like it's not really platonic. It's just like a suppression. It's not even that. It's just hard. I don't want to, I don't want to be around this feeling. What's the feeling that you're talking about that you don't want to be around? If you, if you have to be platonic with somebody that, you know, just like you have non-platonic feelings for, then you're like, then you will probably restrict you. But suppressive. Yeah, it is. So you just decide not to be around that person as much. And that's a doozy. I mean, I've had someone like that who, like, I was platonic friends with them, and then we, like, kissed, and then he was like, I have a girl. And I was like, first of all, why doesn't anyone know that you have a girl, first of all? Like, because we're actual friends. And he's listening right now, and he knows who the fuck I'm talking about. But anywho, and after that... You heard her son? (laughs) (laughs) And so I was like, well, we got to pause this out, because I can't be friends with you right now. 
Cause now I've you like worked me up to the feelings and right. I can't even act on them. Now and so now I got Yeah. And I gotta like hang out with you and act like I don't like you like that. And I really we would be in the same place on a regular basis and it would be a chin nod. That's it. Cause I was like, I can't and I won't be able to be friends with you until I have a man. And oh, that's, that's exactly real. how it worked out. That's real. And now we're great. And and he like that means he knew you when you had a man. He literally was like, I understand. Like he just like paused it out and he was respectful of my distance. And yeah. then when I was able when I was able to get my emotional space back and my comfort, we were able to be friends. And I just I just stress the reason why I wanted to do this episode is because I think that we are really at a critical time in changing in societal changes. And I think that, you know, we we cut ourselves off when we determine who we should be friends with simply based on sex or gender. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, and I've absolutely had people be like, yeah, like, I mean, I don't really know, like, you know, what what, what the value is would be. Like, I just hear dudes that are like, I can't be friends with a woman because I'm going to have to fuck her or. It can be hard, though, because if you make a connection and this is something to pay attention to, particularly if you are in a relationship, like if you're your girl, well, your wife this. is your best friend. It's like because, yeah, you can be friends with somebody, but there's that when you connect with somebody, like you got that banter or, you know, y'all y'all both. Y'all fuck with the same football squad. It's just like you, and also not not even just it can make the other person, but it's 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 feeding chemistry, right? Mm -hmm. And if if that builds attraction, so you have to be very careful about what relationships you are investing in and what relationships require your your priority, your time. What kind of energy are you giving? I can be, you know, a lot of times I'll be like, no, this is my girl and I love her and so and so. Yes, this is my best friend over here and this is my friend. It's like, but I understand that there. I'm, I'm feeding Relationship into George. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I'm feeding into the thing. So like, when the funny thing happens, who am I texting? And now am I in a calculus where okay, I'm sharing it with my best friend and I'm sharing it with my girl. It's like okay, well, I'm sharing a different thing. With you get into a calculus because you're like, who are you investing? Are you building a relationship? Who are you building a relationship to with? Are you if you give something over here, does it mean that it's not being given over to the right? Like I, this is the calculus that I've been. This in is what, but this is you in your fucking head. Jesus yeah. Christmas! But, I mean, but that, I think that that can be real because it's like when you do it is develop real. a relationship with somebody. But you can share both. I just think sometimes it's not that deep, and I think that sometimes. But I think that a lot of times when we make it that deep, that's part of what feeds the confusion. You right. know, like it's just like we have, especially with these phones now, you can text it to two people and it's going to be different. And the, the exchange is going to be different, too. Like there's stuff that I have definitely had, like when I had a man like that, I would share with him that I wouldn't share with other people. But then there's stuff that I know he's just also not interested in no absolutely and those circumstances exist as well they're they're like myriad permutations is but you better like, say a myriad permutation <laughs> but that's i mean but that is kind of the calculus and i think that's what a lot of guys will get into um if they've fucked up enough things that then then you find yourself having that calculus because in the beginning you're like nah, that's my friend that's my girl and then and then some things happen and there you're like okay okay is this all right this is cool <laughs> I'm not going to see her again this week, but you know, like, but we hang out again next week. He's like, because I got well, my there, girl. Well, yeah, and that's a balance. Yeah, but the woman or the other person, whether it's a man or a woman or whatever, like they have to be conscious of that too. Yeah. Like I've had to be become very conscious of like when I'm friends with the man who is in a relationship, like 
a lot of times dudes are not as conscious about what the appropriateness level of that is right. and I've had to be like don't fucking text me after 9pm I don't want your girl acting a fool right? you know and I've had to learn that the hard way because I never really cared about those boundaries per se until I was the girl with the friend that with the boyfriend that had the, the platonic friend and when I was accused of having an affair with someone I would never have fucked ever in life and does that person know who they are, are they, they probably listening right now too <laughs> never ever I mean his wife was on some like I'm taking you to court and all this shit I'm like I have never fucked this man he's like this this you use a J.J. Abrams plot son it's impossible it could never occur never you're so silly <laughs> well this has this been this shit is fiction this has been the longest episode ever but um i knew that that was inevitable that was gonna happen because we could do this for we could have our own show so that's part of why this was be was going to be a long episode but i i do feel like you know platonic relationships in my life have actually been especially helpful when i'm trying to heal from a negative romantic relationship and not because dudes are coming to give me the gift of penis (laughs) to calm me down but more so for my sake i've actually been like especially reconnecting with my homeboys specifically my straight homeboys because it's like you need to rewire with kindness and sometimes it's like you you if you can't get that in a romantic space like you still want to have that connection to like straight men and and feel loved and feel like respected and feel cherished and taken care of and like no, my no. homeboys in my life you know like you and Malcolm and Jeremy and she like and and James like and Tabby like y'all really do give me that in a way that is incredibly tangible and that helps keep me centered and prevents me from being bitter Oh yeah, yeah. But if we're forty five and shit ain't popping, we're gonna have to have the conversation again. Um, I'm 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 open individual. I'm happy to revisit. You know, so you heard you it here cited first. a distinctive possibility. Listen, it's a fact by just nature of the situation. No doubt. All right, guys, you heard it here first. Give it up for Mr. Brandon Victor Dixon. What's next? Um, so I have a, a an, an exciting project starting next week. That's what's next. Okay. I have a that was vague. I have a single and a video coming out next week. Ooh! It's called We Are. Okay, so we're gonna play it at the end of the show. Oh, I bet awesome! And all the proceeds go to benefit um, a great organization called Young New Yorkers. And they create arts-based diversionary programs for court-involved youth. So, you better be about a moment. Yeah, they literally they they convince prosecutors and DAs to sentence juvenile offenders to this mandatory arts program instead of jail. It's that clean. It's that simple. Um, it's a dope program. Y'all should get involved. You know, feel the beat of the music. Download the song and listen and share. And share. But when we say share in this case, we just mean share the music. Yes. Share the music. <laughs> That's what we mean in this case. <laughs> but it's it, it but the music got feelings. Like it's, it's there's rhythms involved. So <laughs> if if you want to enjoy it with other people let's not be restrictive let's not limit ourselves that's all, all that's what the point of a man is saying is you can have various kinds of friendships don't be afraid to express yourself the mute we are i get it on itunes <laughs> on <YouTube. laughs> the last dose oh my god
I love Brandon so much. Could you feel the love? Could you feel the love tonight? Tonight. You got to get that. Got it. And funnily enough, Brandon was actually Simba in the Chicago uh, in the Chicago production of The Lion King. And I remember one night he said he ran out to sing and he was like, you promise you'll be. <clears throat> nope, not not there tonight. And he had to run back and then come back on stage and be like, you promise you'll be there whenever I needed you. <laughs> nope, not there tonight. <laughs> Shout out to Brandon, my my fellow actor in arms, my fellow Columbia alum, and, uh, you know, my fellow real one. Uh, I think that the beauty of finding people that are your friends that may not necessarily be, you know, of the same sex or gender is just that, you know, you find folks in different sectors that have like-minded interests with you and that also can support you and push you. Brandon is somebody who has always been able to support me and push me in a way that always felt genuine and always felt sincere, but that... I never felt like was about something other than just like he wants me to win and your friends want you to win. Um, You know, but you got to be honest with yourself. I think that's what this whole episode has really been about being honest with yourself and the people in your circle and why they're in your circle. And I have always felt like I say, the truth is the compass to your purpose. So if you have people around you that you're not being honest with for why they're there and why you're interacting with them, it's an impediment to you getting to where you need to be, not just in yourself, but in your life and in your purpose. So with that said, check on yourself. Go do a self-check on your friends. And the ones who are your platonic friends, show them love, man. Show them love. And I, we did have a DMT question that I didn't get to where someone said, you know, I broke up with a friend of mine because I felt like she was treating me <laughs> like her substitute boyfriend when she didn't have a boyfriend. And that question rang with me because I wonder what was she doing that made you feel like she was substituting you as her boyfriend? Because the reality is that sometimes like when you don't have a boyfriend around, like you still need help <laughs> with things. And that's what your friends are for. But at the same time, when you have a boyfriend, that doesn't mean that you should just like fall off the map. And only have your platonic friends when you don't have a dude there or vice versa when you don't have a woman there. So be aware, be kind and be courteous. It's another episode of Small Doses, y'all. Tell me who are we? Are we-
got to occur when worlds collide. Patience is the operative word when worlds divide. Our nation has been offered the worst, no perks in sight. And facing it is hard, but there is worth inside. Amazing how our children are choosing to chip away at our excuses for refusing to grace them with better days. But before our time's up, hopefully we'll make our minds up. Lined up with more than this and picking signs up. We need more action, more passion, more laughing, more dragons, more unicorns, less uniforms, more social interactions. Don't take us for granted. We classic, we magic, we better take advantage and remember who we are. a spoon to grandma who always took all the hungry cousins to mcdonald's for mcnuggets and the play play slide have something sweet in her honor come to mcdonald's and treat yourself to the grandma mcflurry today and participating mcdonald's for a limited time